0: Thanks for joining us online for today's message from our Sunday morning service where we are learning how to make disciples who love God, love others, and serve the world. We pray that you are encouraged and challenged. For more information about Wilmot Center Missionary Church, go to wcmc.ca. Now prepare your hearts for what God wants to speak to you today. One year ago, almost to the day, It will be exactly a year tomorrow. In this building, right back there at the back, I held the microphone as a prophetic word was shared right here. When I talk about a prophetic word, please keep in mind that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, Verse 5, the latter part of that verse, it says, everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their encouragement, strengthening, and comfort. And so on September the 2nd, 2018, this is what we heard spoken in this auditorium. I am a big God, and I got this. Wanda, could you put that up? There it is. Oh, sorry, I was looking back there, and it's not there. Okay, that's great. There are lots of changes. Now, listen this. There are lots of changes taking place. I am the God that is the same today, tomorrow, and yesterday, but I require change to draw you closer to me. Do not be afraid. There are lots of changes. Some are starting new chapters in their life. Parenthood, retirement, illness, school, all things that will bring change. Within my body here at Wilmot Center, there is change. Do not be afraid. I got this. The changes that you are facing are for your growth to draw closer to me. Do you trust me? Are you willing to allow me to take control? I am a good God. I am a big God. I got this. I caution you not to be like the Israelites who murmured against Moses. They wandered because they did not trust me. So trust me. I have everything under control. Oh, my dear children, this moving within the body here within WCMC is me. Moving those I have called into the places I want them to be. Do not be anxious of the future. I got it. Trust me. Why are you hesitating to trust me? Why can you not give this all to me? I know the big picture. I know the future. You are a blessed people. I have much for you, much for you, much for you to do. Don't worry about the uncertainty you feel. I got it. But you have to give it to me. You have to give it all to me. I want to work through you, but I am not going to force myself on you. You need to be obedient. Be obedient to what I ask of you. I will not ask more of you than what I will give you strength and giftings to do. Church, listen to what I am saying. I know the future. I know what this body will become in my kingdom. But more, I know the work that I have planned for you here in Wilmot. Move forward boldly. Do not be anxious. Move in unity. Move with obedience. Move without fear. I am a big God and I got it. Isn't that amazing? You know, back then in September, we had concerns that we were experiencing regarding what would the next steps following Pastor Rob's announcement in August of last year of his plans to move to Pembroke to pastor the church there. We had no idea do we hire an interim pastor? And then on top of all of that, did you ever hear of a Pastor Randall Rakoff? No. Well, I knew of him. But you know what? From the get-go, from the get-go, peace and unity have been the words to describe what has been happening among the elders, among the body of believers, and when Pastor Randall first met downstairs in the Purple Room with the elders, There was an instant understanding. This is the way. Walk in it. Unity and peace. And then he was hired as interim lead pastor. And then coming in April, he was then hired full time, which he thought he would never be a part of this church. We fooled him, didn't we? And he became the acting lead pastor full-time. Praise the Lord. Now, all of a sudden we find ourselves in the midst of an unexpected storm. As together we purpose to come alongside Pastor Randall and Andrew and Josiah. As they seek to move forward in their lives without dear Terena at their side and in their home. I'm not sure I saw several at the memorial service on Thursday, but if you were not able to be there, if you were there, you will understand and agree what a God honoring celebration of Trina's life. That we are a part of. Before I forget, oh, before I forget, ladies, maybe some men did this too, but ladies, all you who made muffins, cookies, squares, how can we ever say thank you? It was amazing. They have enough over there to feed the 5,000. It is so incredible. You, you did an awesome job. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And we just sensed that there was a great support that we were all experiencing. And then, you know, in the worship service there, and I call that a worship service at the memorial. In that worship service, they sang three songs, 10,000 Reasons, and then they also sang this one here. Raise a hallelujah. And they finished it as well with my soul. Listen to the words of raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're going to hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the king is alive. Can you imagine a memorial service where the people are singing that? And I am sure that all of the people in heaven are just (laughs) praising the Lord because we got it. And it's upholding us, it's encouraging us. And we're saying, this isn't the end, it's moving forward by the grace of God. Did you know? I would, those of you were here that, that were there, you heard Pastor Randall got up and he shared a tribute to Trina. So profound, so special. But did you know some of us, many of us, were praying. Oh, God, heal. Bring healing. Bring healing. Did you know that in the hospital, before she went to hospice, Tarina was really, she was all by herself the one night, and she was really in a lot of pain. And that night, she heard words just as clear as a bell. This is what the Lord said to her. I know what I'm doing. And Randall said, when he came in the next day, he said, that's the first thing that Tarina told him. And she said, I immediately had such peace all over me. I know what I'm doing. And last September, he said, I got this. Don't you ever think for a moment that you walk alone. That is a lie. The Lord has never been closer than he is right now. And by the grace of God, we're moving forward because we have two assurances, three Here's the first one that's most important. I stand on the word of God. Number two, I got this. Number three, when he told Rena, I know what I'm doing. You know, bless Pastor James. Last week after the announcement was made, he had to get up and speak. Remember he talked about it last week? into his presence. Remember that? How many were here? I'm just checking. We couldn't take attendance last week. I was at Linwood. Uh, Okay. Dale, did you get all that back there? Okay. That's fine. Now we know. Other You know, folks, what is so special? He said, we come into the presence of the Lord And we leave with the Lord's presence within us. That's the difference between the New Testament and the Old. They had to go to the tabernacle to come into his presence. They had to have that priest there. They had all the sacrifices. But that's why, remember we sang this morning, he tore the veil, remember that? Okay, now, folks, we come into his presence and we leave with his presence within us. See, that's why we can be assured of being on the victorious side. With confidence, we know now what it means. I don't know whether you've ever read this verse in Hebrews chapter 13. The Lord brought this to my remembrance. Listen to what it says. Hebrews 13 Verses 5 and 6. It says this. Because God has said. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do unto me? You see how the Lord has so positioned his word. To make sure that we walk in victory if we will take his word and act on it. So God's presence in the persons of his Holy Spirit is with us. God's grace, which is promised in 2 Corinthians twelve nine, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Do you know what, folks? I believe with all my heart that Pastor Randall and his family are going to experience exactly when it says... Blessed are they that mourn, for they will be comforted. I believe they are receiving supernatural comfort. Secondly, it says, my grace is sufficient for you. In your weakness, my strength will be made known. I believe supernatural strength is coming and grace is coming to Pastor Randall and Andrew and Josiah and their whole family. Because he's promised that. He's promised that. When human strength ends, the power of God excels. Let me repeat that. When the human strength ends, the power of God excels. Jeff, I just saw you over there. I'm so sorry about your stepmom. We bless you today. She passed away too. So what do we do when unexpected storms come? After Jesus has clearly said, I've got this. Something we need to always keep in mind, we live in this world. Jesus spoke specifically to our situation in this world. He said in John 16, 33. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. I've told you this so you can have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. That's why we were saying about the name of Jesus. Please understand, peace is not the absence of trouble or storms. But real peace is trusting God enough to not let the storm get on the inside of us. What are some of the storms that you might be weathering right now? Relationships involving people. Circumstances entangling people. Needs surrounding people. Decisions facing people. Financial challenges blocking and binding people. Sexual challenges corrupting people. Addictions deceiving people. Did you know what the common denominator is there? People. You know, look, being a pastor would be so much easier if I didn't have to deal with people. <laughs> Simple. Simple. people. And you see what happens? Involving, entangling, surrounding, facing, blocking, binding, corrupting, deceiving. There's an enemy in this world. And that's why Jesus came. God loves people. Thank God Jesus came. Where would we be today if Jesus hadn't come? You know, there are three questions that people often ask in a storm. God, do you care? God, are you there? God, is this fair? Any question you've asked anyone? Don't put your hand up. I have. God, do you care? God, are you there? God, is this fair? Here's something never to forget. Never forget in the dark what God shows you in the light. When you go into the tunnel, I don't know what it is, but you never go into the tunnel without God having given you words of understanding from previous living to help you go through that tunnel. You know, the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. And that may be the one verse that you will turn to time and time again in the tunnel. And you're thinking, my God, I don't know what's going on here. Thank you, Lord. You said, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. And I'm getting out of the tunnel. And I am seeing light at the end of the tunnel. And it's not a train coming this way. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You are on our side. Dr. James Robs, uh Dr. James Dobson, sorry, Dr. James Dobson, he wrote a book, When God Doesn't Make Sense. In this book, he wrote about three amazing anchors to hold me secure in the storms of my life. Number one, God is present and involved in my life even when he seems deaf or on an extended leave of absence. Number two, God's timing is perfect even when he appears catastrophically late. Number three, for reasons that are impossible to explain, I as a human being am incredibly precious to God. And don't ever fall for the lie because of the fact of what you're going through. God must be mad at me. That's a lie. God is not angry at you. He loves you. And he sent his son to die for you and I. So that we might have life in heaven more abundantly, how would you ever say then that God does not love you? He's not angry. he 's on your side. I said all that to bring you to this. Let's go to Mark chapter four. Mark, chap- Mark chapter Mark chapter, Mark chapter four. here we go. Mark chapter 4, and in verse 35, I'm going to read a few verses there, Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. And really, the whole idea of this message today is we are going to go to the other side. How do I know Jesus said so? Okay? So let me read what it says here. That day... Don't you care if we drown? Jesus got up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. And then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Now we're talking about the Sea of Galilee. I just wanted to give you a little bit of a comparison. How many have been to Israel? Let me see your hands. Oh, bless you. Bless you. Lord willing, Dale and I are going to go there before the Lord returns, we think. Or maybe when the Lord does return, we'll go go there too. I don't know how that works totally, but when he descends on the Mount of Olives, maybe we'll be there when he comes. But anyways... I thought, let's just look at Lake Ontario. Smallest of the Great Lakes, 310 kilometers long, 85 kilometers wide, 802 feet deep. Lake of Galilee, or the Sea of Galilee, it's Israel's largest fresh lake, 21 kilometers long, 13 kilometers wide, 141 feet deep, and 53 kilometers around. Now this, I'm telling you this because That is the Sea of Galilee where this story took place. And this incredible storm engulfed that boat. Just to give you a little bit more of a perspective, some of you aren't old enough to even remember this, but for those of us that are over 30 or so, um, there was a lady by the name of Marilyn Bell. How many remember Marilyn Bell? Oh, oh, oh. We have a few over 30. 65 years ago, she was the first lady, first person to swim across Lake Ontario. Do you know she was only 16 years of age? And Wednesday night, listen, September the 8th, 1954, at 11.07, Marilyn left from Youngstown, New York and stepped into the water and began swimming. Now that's Wednesday night, 11.07. And she got to the CNE, Canadian National Exhibition Grounds. There's a Sunnyside Beach near there. She pulled up on that beach on Thursday, September the 9th, at 8.06. That's a long time in the water. Now she swam across that. Jesus and his disciples. Wow. They were on the Sea of Galilee wasn't as big as Lake Ontario, but it was deadly. And a storm can come up just like that. And it didn't matter which lake it was on or which sea. The enemy had one idea in mind. Destroy. Destroy. Storms come into your life and to mine. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the trying of your faith produces what? Perseverance. The enemy has one idea in mind destroy your faith. However, the Lord says, Count it all joy when you fall into into various trials, knowing that the trying of your faith. The trying of your faith. So what are some facts about the storms of life that you and I come in contact with? Did you notice that no one is exempt from storms? doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor, what color of skin you are, whether you're whatever. No one is exempt. Storms can strike Suddenly. Did you wake up one day thinking, that's a perfect day? Boom, before the end of the day, what has happened? Sometimes a storm can be predicted. Hurricane Dorian. (laughs) Otto and Carmen, they came back early because they saw Dorian's coming. (laughs) Bless you. Did you notice, too, that storms do not last forever? They just seem to last and last and last and last, storms are an opportunity that we cannot afford to waste. That seems really, really... I don't know what's the word, coy? Not a word. But listen, do you know what Second Corinthians chapter, um, 4, verses 16 and 17, therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. There is a scripture that you should memorize. Because when you're going through a storm, the direction given is, while we look not at that which is seen, that which is not seen. For that which is seen is temporary. It's not permanent. It's subject to change. But that which is not seen is eternal. That's what carries you through, out of that storm. So here's some points to ponder. First of all, Point to ponder number one. The events of a day can alter your life forever. And I'm sure every one of you here would understand what that means. That day when evening came. It says that. That day when evening came. What was that day looking like? Jesus was with the disciples. And if you read uh, prior to that, he has just shared the story of the sower going forth to sow the seed. And he's comparing that. But he just tells the parable first to all the people. Then he gets alone with his disciples. And he explains. He says, look, at the sower was sowing the word. But the enemy comes to steal the seed. And, and he goes on through that. Then he goes on after that. And he talks about a lamp on a stand. It's not meant to be hidden. And he also says, be careful what you listen to. For what you hear is going to affect what you are and what you do. And then it goes on and he talks about, well, what's the kingdom of God really like? A man scatters a seed on the ground and it grows up. He talks about the growing seed. Then right after that, he talks about the parable of the mustard seed. Just a little mustard seed. And he explained his disciples everything. Next verse. That day when evening came. That day when evening came. it appears if you would have been in a teaching session like that you would have had a lot of thoughts running through your head you would have been basically calm you would have been um, I had the privilege of listening to Jesus um, life is great well, you know what I think this is the day the Lord has made and Jesus said Okay, let's go to the other side. Point number two. The commands of Jesus come backed by his presence. And the Lord said, Let us go over to the other side. I can just imagine the reaction of the disciples. He said right away, Well, sure, of course. Ah, it's a great night for a cruise across the lake. It's only what, what was it? Twenty-one kilometers across. It's a great cruise. Our great opportunity for cruise. Done this many times as a fisherman. Been out there in the lake, no problem. I'm on it. We know how to handle this. We have our ex- expertise and our experience. Why not? Let's go. Let's go. Everything is peaceful, predictable, and comfortable. And you know what they did? They took. Jesus along well it wasn't that good of you they just took Jesus along here's something were they taking Jesus along like an accessory you see an accessory is something extra but you can function without it were they taking Jesus along like a spare tire? You know, it's back in the back. No problem. Oh, is that what your relationship with the Lord is like? An accessory? A spare tire? Not just in case. Just in case you need it. now here's something to remember he said let us go to the other side he did not say go to the other side why he wanted to be with them go The storm arose, but Jesus is asleep. Now, here are experienced fishermen very familiar with the Sea of Galilee. They have resources for a storm on board, they have experience, they have knowledge, they have expertise. And all of that came to nothing. It all failed. And then they said, Don't you care that we are drowning? Those boys were fully aware that baby was going down. Unless. Supernatural intervention. So we come to the third point to ponder the disciples woke Jesus and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Remember who asked those three questions in a storm? God, don't you care? God, are you there? God, is this fair? Is this what's been happening? Because Jesus has been like a spare tire, He's an, an accessory. And now, hey, wake up, wake up. I can't do this anymore. I don't have the skills. I don't have the power. I don't have the ability. God, wake up. Do you know that David cried out in Psalm 13? He said, how long, O Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts every day, have sore in my heart? How long will my, enemies, will my enemies triumph over me? Psalm 42, I say to God my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me all day long, saying, where is your God? The fears you and I express in the storm, Jesus graciously, lovingly, just ignores. I don't know what you've been saying. and No one has been around when you've been saying it. You may have felt really mad at God. You may have thought. I don't care what you do God will never love you less I don't care what you do God can never love you more you talk about your name being written on the lambs Book of life, on the Lamb's Book of Life, and on the Father's hand. Engraved on his hand. You think tattoos are cool? You ain't seen nothing till you see your name on the Father's hand. another point to ponder Jesus got got up and he rebuked the wind and he said to the waves quiet be still then the wind died down and it was completely calm listen the words of Jesus command peace oh what peace we often forfeit when we don't take our needs to the Lord in prayer Terena in pain. God. And she hears the Lord to say, I early in our ministry, back in Berry. Dale and I were leading the church up there. And uh, we'd gotten into an issue that was causing division in the church. I had no idea how this was ever going to turn out. My heart was breaking. I didn't know at my young age back then. I I was young. I was in the Mid mid seventies. Wow, was there a calendar back then? (laughs) I guess there was. But anyways, the church was in danger of splitting, and Dale knew I was in trouble. And she was going to call Willis Honking, my superior, because we were in what they called it a whole mission church. It was just beginning. She was going to call Willis Hawking to say, Willis, you better come here. Wayne's got big problems. But you know what? The Lord gave her a word. And I won't tell you just yet what it was. Because throughout that day, I thought, oh Lord, we've got to find an answer. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And that night after supper, I said to Dale, I said, you know what? You go to bed. I am not going to bed until I hear what the Lord is going to tell me as to what I should do. So Dale went to bed. I went out in the living room. The kids were asleep. I went out in the living room. And I just thought, Lord, I don't even know where to turn in the word of God. What do I do? He turned my attention to look into Judges 6. The story of Gideon. And you read through that story. And in that story, when the angel was coming to Gideon just to say, you know what, (laughs) God's got his finger on you. And he was coming, all, all kind of excuses. But then it reads, have I not sent you? And as soon as I read that, it was about 1030 at night. As soon as I read that, I thought, "I know you sent me here. I know I'm here by divine appointment. I know. So why should I leave? They got no I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm going to stay." So I just got shut my Bible and went to bed. I, had, I was driving school bus at the time as well, so I got up early in the morning and And uh, the next morning, after I got back from the school run, I said to uh, Dale, I said, "You know what? the Lord showed me?" She said, have I not sent you? She said, when did you get that? I said, last night about 1030. She said, you know what the Lord told me? Before, before that happened, but it was yesterday. She said, he turned my attention to Ruth, the book of Ruth. Chapter, it's in Ruth. Chapter three. <laughs> what he said wait my daughter listen wait my daughter until you find out what happens for the man will not rest until the matter is settled today well that special you see how the Lord brings peace his word if you are in turmoil go to the rock the word it never changes That is what you and I can stand on for for our peace. You know, the the rebuke of Jesus demands investigation. That's another point. (laughs) Did you know that uh, Jesus saw more than a howling wind and angry waves? Jesus saw the spirit behind that destructive storm. If you're in a battle, where are you looking? Is it a person that you are blaming? Or have you figured it out? Here's somebody working through a person. (laughs) When he saw that, I know who's behind this. And Jesus just woke up from a deep sleep. And he went and he said, Peace. Peace. Be still. And he wasn't out of his mind. Speaking to the wind. And to the waves. He saw who was behind. The wind and the waves. You know what folks. Got to move quickly here. Stop talking to God. About your storm. Start talking to your storm. About your. God. Simple as that. When he said, quiet, be still, the wind stopped blowing, the waves stopped surging. They knew better than to disobey the voice of God. Because you know what? The elements are different from people because you know what people do? They ignore what God says, but the elements obey God. How do I know that? The ravens came. They were told, get some meat, take it to Elijah. They got meat, took it to Elijah, and he was sustained. The fish in the, in the ocean, the big fish, we call it a whale. Just out for a good old swim. Get over there. There's Jonah jumping off the boat. Swallow him. And don't you hurt him. Spit him up. They obeyed. They obeyed. The mule didn't disobey God either. Even though he was being ridden by a fool. And was trying to get him to do something. Wasn't right. And he kept bumping his Legs against the wall, and this guy is whipping him. And finally the mule says, What have I done to you to make you beat me three times? Wow. Even the elements obey God. They know better. Point to ponder, Jesus said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. The revelation concerning Jesus came. As a result of the storm. Oh, you know what? Just this morning when I was looking over this one more time. I saw something in the book of Job. Because I wrote at the bottom Job forty-two five. My ears have heard of you but now my eyes have seen you. Do you know that the book of Job is in the Old Testament? <laughs> I wanted to show you something. Look at it. chapter 38. We know the story, how he had everything taken from loss, 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 and pain and suffering and all that. And then come chapter 38. The Lord answered Job out of the storm. And he said, Who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. If you think you've got things all together and when you stand before God, you'll tell him a thing or two how he hasn't done it right. You better brace yourself like a man. I'll question you and you shall answer me. And You know what that's repeated in chapter 40? Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm, Brace yourself like a man, I'll question you, and you shall answer me. Now, in chapter 42, this is what it says, Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. Then he said this, My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself, and I repent in dust and ashes. count it all joy when you go through a storm because God is saying you'll never walk alone I will be with you and I will take charge and care for you like a father a mother cares for their child so the worship team comes forward storms are a part of life in this world in which we live Some storms we may pray, some storms we pray against. It's a direct opposition from Satan. And you say, peace be still. You be quiet. You're done. You're not having your way with me. But then there are some storms that we need to pray through. Paul, in the book of Acts chapter 27, he was on a ship. There were 276 people on that ship. And it is coming apart. 14 days, 14 nights. No food to be able to eat. No, they couldn't eat. There were wind. Everything was breaking up. They've thrown cargo over. They've done everything. But they're going down. And you read that story there. And you see Paul not praying against the storm, but praying through the storm. And he was given the assurance, Paul Don't let anybody get off this boat because if they stay on the ship, 276 people will be saved. Somebody got a a hold of one of the the, uh, lifeboats and was going to start going. He said, don't do that. You will not be saved. You stay on the ship. And finally, the ship goes down. And they said, he said, now you grab a plank. You grab a board, you grab some portion of the ship and get to shore. And they got to shore and 276 people walked off that ship onto shore alive. He didn't pray against the storm, he prayed through the storm. Or something else never make a permanent decision based on a temporary storm no matter how raging the billows are today remind yourself this too shall pass before the worship team leads us in yes I will lift you high let me remind you of three, those three things that Dr. Dobson said Number one, God is present and involved in my life even when he seems deaf or on an extended leave of absence. God's timing is perfect even when he appears catastrophically late. For reasons that are impossible to explain, I as a human being Am incredibly precious to God. Amen. I'm gonna ask you to stand now. I'm just gonna let you know what words you are gonna be about to sing. This is the song that Mark has chosen for this morning. Yes, I will. And it says, I count on one thing the same God who never fails you can go ahead Mark will not fail me now you won't fail me now in the waiting the same God who's never late is working all things out you're working all things out yes I will lift you on high and that's our desire over these next weeks I realize that today is a little bit different. But dear folks, we are not moving backward. We're going forward because Jesus is Lord. And because Tarina is with the Lord, she is cheering us on, ready to be able to welcome us when we come into that presence with her and many others who have gone before us. And some of you right here, right now, are thinking of those that have gone before you. Praise the Lord, they're waiting. But it's because Jesus has made the way possible. So whatever your storm is that you're going through, I pray that today you are going to see it's not a tombstone. It is a stepping stone in the name of Jesus. Let's sing. Thanks for listening online with us. We trust you were encouraged and challenged by today's message. If you have a prayer request or an encouraging story about what God has been doing in your life, please email us at amen at wcmc.ca. God bless.